It's the hard conversations we all need, but nobody wants to have. You're listening to The Huddle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Huddle. You already know it's the time. This is the place. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> Welcome back to the huddle, everybody. Listen, oh, if you're listening, you got to give us some grace, okay? You want to know why? Because it's only episode three of season six, and mm-hmm. I keep forgetting how long it's been since we've been recording consistently. Yeah. So, chops are a little rusty, but we're here. Oh, yeah, we're here. We're here. Happy Friday yeah, if you're here. listening to us. As always, turn us up so your boss can hear. Just kidding. Don't get fired <laughs> on account of us. Oh, also, if you're watching, I got to remember to engage with you. We have mm-hmm. not filmed this podcast um, consistently since we started, but now we're on a roll here. So nice to meet you. Um, now you can put a face to the name. Mm-hmm. And it's great to see you. So uh, if you're watching, go ahead and like, share, comment. Tell us what you think. Um, if you're listening, still like, share, comment. Tell us what you think. We hope that you're blessed by today's episode. But all that to say, what's going on, man? Oh, man. Nothing much, man. I'm, I'm trying to stay warm out here. It is freezing outside. It is very cold. Freezing. And I'm very discouraged because I truly thought that I left the snow behind. But it, it just <laughs> feels like it could snow any minute. That's how cold it is out here. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with that being said, make sure you guys are taking your vitamin C, your zinc, your elderberry, um whatever else whatever other vitamin you can think of because we're trying to avoid covid we're trying to avoid getting sick out here mm-hmm. see what i'm saying absolutely dangerous but um like i said it's nice to be back um hope you guys are having a blessed week so far we've got a great great topic that we want to discuss with you austin can tell us a little bit about it oh before we get into the topic i do want to give a quick shout out to okay. a new podcast that kingdom over castles is producing Oh, that right. podcast is going to be um, revolving around Miss Barbara Britt, and Barbara it's titled Britt. Brain Fuel. Brain Fuel with Barbara Britt. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. This is huge for us because we are normally just producing our own podcast, but mm-hmm. we're producing everybody else's podcast. So once again, congratulations to you, Barbara Britt. If you're listening and you're wondering what exactly is the podcast about, I'm going to read you the description. It says, riveting, insightful, power-packed, and full of inspiration are just a few ways to describe the brain fuel podcast although retired after serving as an educator for 30 plus years in the public school system barbara Britt uses her passion for education life lessons electrifying personality to engage listeners by motivating and giving action steps to push you over the hump as a culture strategist barbara Britt covers topics such as as a man thinketh the backwards calendar the undo list all while featuring thought-provoking guests this is far from an ordinary podcast. It is brain fuel. So, guys, if you're interested, you can listen to that podcast on the first and third Wednesday of every month. That is the first and third Wednesday of every month. And yes, of course, that is executive produced by us here at Kingdom Over Castle. So once again, congratulations, Barbara Brent. And uh, thank you guys for all of your love and support for those who are listening. The goal here at Kingdom Over Castles is not for us to be a one man band. Of course, we're looking to always produce quality content. So if you're interested in those services, you can email admin at Kingdom Over Castles for more information. But enough of that. Um, we got some good stuff to talk about, guys. Y'all know oh, it's the yeah. hard conversations. The hard conversations, man. So we've had we've been on a roll with, um, you know, the conversations we've been having thus far in this season. Mm-hmm. We, we started talking about how it's OK to evolve. Yes. And then we started to discuss uh, how we're just going to grow into it. You know, we're not going to just walk into our calling and just be the best at it. Right. Mm-hmm. But today I want to talk about what it's like when we seem to hit this wall, when we've stepped out 
when we've when we've come into alignment with the idea of evolving, um, we've come into alignment with the idea that we're gonna grow into it and it's gonna be a process. But what happens when we hit that that wall, that that wall spiritually or that wall creatively, and uh, and, and we just have this question of simply, where do I go from here? Mm. Where do I go from here? Mm. Because I think you know, especially at the beginning of the year. Everybody has new goals. Everybody has uh, just this new excitement and enthusiasm to just uh, get out here and try new things and commit to new things. But I think anybody who has uh, really set out to do anything great will attest to the fact that you hit these places sometimes where, you know, your your, your plan, you can't see past this step in in Mm -hmm. whatever plan that is. And you and you ask yourself, well, where do I go from here? I'm, I'm, I'm out here now. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't go back. I've told all these people what I'm going to do. Excuse me. But I've come to this place in, in my life or whatever it is I'm doing where I, I feel stuck. So where do I go from here? Yeah, that's a real that's a real feeling. Um, I like like you said earlier. I mean, all of us who've ever been called by God to do something, I, you know, truthfully, I don't even think you have to be necessarily called by God to do something. If you've tried to do anything in life. There is a plateau period where mm-hmm. you just feel like what's next mm-hmm. um, or you can be like you're saying, put in a position where you don't know what to do next. You mm-hmm. know, it's not even necessarily just feeling unsatisfied, but it can also be feeling scared or feeling confused because mm-hmm. what is next? I know I have been in that season yeah, for sure. In fact, tr- you know, 2020 was one of those years mm-hmm. because oftentimes when God calls us to something, things can start off exciting. Mm-hmm. They can start off working out. You you just have a testimony every day. It's like God is speaking to you every day. Mm-hmm. Your favorite worship song is on in the mornings. Like it's just mm-hmm. beautiful, right? There's mm-hmm. this honeymoon phase that mm-hmm. God takes us through with assignments. And then somewhere along the line, the thing gets real and, and it's not like that. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself having to lean on the last word that God gave you. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is not easy all the time. No, no, it's, it's not. Um, I think everybody, well, the best way for me to explain it is from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah. Uh, when people begin to actually walk with the Lord, um, a lot of people start out, you know, some people have this aha moment and mm-hmm. God speaks to them through the ocean. Yeah. Um, somebody, some people, you know, they try to disprove the case yeah. for Christ and then they end up, um, you know, coming to know Christ because there's so much evidence that proves him. Yeah. Um, but then even, even at that point or those points, uh, there's still questions that you have. There's still mm-hmm. things that you are going through and, mm-hmm. uh, and you find yourself in this place of like, well, I, I, I believe that, but where do I go from this point? Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, spiritually, man, I think that there is, there's some gems I, I want to, uh, to, to give you all for those of you all who are listening that are believers um, and you kind of keep up with all things Christendom and, and you know, you, you see things in the media. There, there was a guy that uh, recently renounced his faith and he was a very prominent guy. But there are there have been people over the years who have begun to renounce their faith. And some haven't just completely renounced their faith, but they said, I don't know if I believe this about the Bible anymore because of what I'm seeing in the, in the world right now because of all this, the craziness going on. I don't know if if, if I want to subscribe to all that is in the Bible, you know what I mean? And you get to this place of like, you do that so many times that you're like, okay, where do I go from here? Is either I'm going to walk this thing out or I'm not. And, um, 
to, to give you like a biblical reference here, I thought about the children of Israel and we talk about the children of Israel a lot. But specifically, I want to talk about when they uh, walked out of Egypt, they, they'd been delivered and, you know, they finally caught on to this idea of freedom. And they're like, all right, we don't have to be slaves anymore to this thing. We don't have to be in bondage anymore. Let's walk out and let's leave this behind. The word says that they walked out triumphantly. They sang, they, they, they had songs and they danced and they brought out the tambourines and yeah. had praise parties yeah. and all that stuff. But something happened in Exodus 14. In Exodus 14, Pharaoh began to say, um, what, do we, what, what, what do we do by letting these Israelites get away? Let's go and pursue them. Yeah. And they were going to go and try to kill the Israelites, right? And I just want to read just a few comments of what the Israelites said, because I feel like even in 2022, we can begin to say the same things. In um, verse 11, it says, and they said to Moses, why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let right. us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave wow. in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. But earlier in, in that chapter, they, it said they went out triumphantly. And, and, and they raised their fists and they're like, yeah, we're out of here. You know, they probably mm-hmm. said a bunch of other things right. that people say when they get excited. But how quickly they switched up yeah. when things got hard. It's funny because we tend to have a, a greater memory of hard times than we do good times. Mm-hmm. Like, and we remember more of how we suffered and less of how God has been good sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we're all guilty of it. And and that right there in that particular story is what we know made that journey so much longer. Was their complaining and was their murmuring and stuff. And um, I want to play something real quick before I forget. Uh, Joyce Myers obviously teaches phenomenal if you don't know who Mm. joyce meyer is i encourage you to look her up but she says something about complaining and i really want you guys to listen so check this out real quick and i don't know about you but just i said this this morning but i think if i could ever just get through one whole entire day without complaining at all it would be a miracle equivalent to the parting of the red sea (laughs) it is amazing how blessed we are and how much we find to murmur about. That right there. Wow. That right there. She said it would be a miracle if she could make it through a full day without complaining. Mm. And you don't think about stuff like that. How much much does that really have to hurt God Mm -hmm. to hear us complain about things? Because first of all, a lot of what we're complaining about is a blessing that's wrapped up in difficulty at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's always going to work out for our good. But how how big of a slap in the face is it to mm-hmm. God? You ever like like in the process of helping somebody mm-hmm. and they're mad at you and you're like, I'm doing this for you. Like I'm looking out for you and you get yeah. mad at me, you know? Uh-huh. And it's just like, like she said, that murmuring and that complaining, mm-hmm. that is a miracle to get through a day like that. Mm-hmm. But we do tend to forget while we're complaining, it's the absence of keeping a mind on the good things that God has done. Mm-hmm. So like to complain, we have to literally take the, the good things that God has done out of our mind and pick up a complaint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's good. I love that clip too, because I mean, it really just, um, it really just highlights the fact that there's so much power in the tongue too. Yeah. Um, she talks a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much power in the tongue. The word even says that the, the power of life and death Absolutely. are in the tongue. And so 
in our complaining, we can, we can in our complaining tell God, don't even come and, and save me in this situation. Don't fix this because I already think that it's helpless. Mm-hmm. So don't waste your time. I'm not even sure if I believe you can do it. Those are what we begin to say um, yeah. in our complaints. Yeah. And, uh, and we don't realize the power that we have. I love how you always bring up um, in, in the word when God actually says, all right, if you believe this about me, if you believe this about your situation, then I'm going to honor your faith. And that's what it's going to be. Check out numbers. I think that's in numbers 13 mm-hmm. it says, then you'll see what it's like to have a God as your enemy, mm-hmm. because really it is accusing God of not being a good father. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're complaining and when we're saying, Oh, this is not working out. And, and you know, I, I saw uh, Pastor Mike Todd say something. You have to be careful even about venting sessions because we've gotten mm-hmm. so creative with our complaints that we're like, I'm not complaining. This is just a vent session. Right, like, okay, right. but you've been <laughs> venting like <laughs> a little bit too much, yeah. you know. And and the thing is, if you think about it, we never vent about good things. Mm. We never are like, let's have a venting session about like how good God has been to me. It's always wow. like, I just need to get this off my chest. This is really bothering me. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with being honest, but you need to, we have to really be careful and make sure that we wrap our honesty in praise, especially when you're in a situation where we don't know what to do next, because Mm -hmm. praise will give you direction a lot of times. Absolutely. And and, and even just the reverent fear of the Lord to stay quiet. Some Mm -hmm. translations, um, I believe it's in verse 14, Moses is telling the Lord himself will fight for you. You, and you know, and you must be quiet. Yeah. Some say just stay calm. Yeah. But he says, just be quiet. Yeah. Out of reverence and watch God work in your life. Yeah. Um, I just want to plug this in real quick. There's a guy named Ruslan that does a lot of uh, talks and, and things about um, things going on in, in the media as it relates to Christians and how we should navigate and stuff like that. But I want to share this with you because he highlighted... Um, something about uh, apologetics uh, apologetic teachers you know they go really in depth with theology and questions that you have about god the hard questions and people say like uh the the origins of evil and free will all that all that stuff so as it relates to apologetics there's three types of knowledge that that are accepted there's um what they call propositional knowledge which is explicit knowledge that's your facts your data your frequently asked questions. Mm-hmm. You have your procedural knowledge, which is implied knowledge. That's so that's wisdom. Um, that's uh, going out and actually applying what you learn with the data and all those things. Yeah. But then you have experimental, which is tacit knowledge, which is is more of um, an informal but a personal knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And these are all knowledges about God, mind you. And what I wanted to share was because some people come to God through skepticism. They don't have enough propositional knowledge or explicit knowledge or data to back up their belief in God. And so they say to themselves, until I have this amount of knowledge, I can't believe God. Mm -hmm. And that's why people love to go to seminary. That's why people like to study, which aren't bad things. You should know your word. You should uh, know why you believe what you believe. Absolutely. Um, But then there's others, which I think is probably the most important, who have that experimental tacit knowledge. That's the the uh, the knowledge uh, that's informal but personal. You've had a personal encounter with God, something that you can't always explain through data, but right. he came through for you. It's like what's understood doesn't have to be explained type knowledge. Um, they, they say it's the EQ, the emotional quotient knowledge. And so um, if you have that, 
but you don't have explicit knowledge, then I think I think you have to have balance. Yes. And I think there's, you know, people, if you have one and not the other, it'll be easy for you to uh, to abandon God. So, for example, if you have a bunch of data that explains like if somebody asks you this, well, I know I can explain this about God and you run into a wall where you can't explain something about God and that's all you have. You're going to you're going to walk away. Exactly. Because you have no experience. Because you have no experience and you need that balance. Yeah, you need that experience. And having that experience, you know, I, I was just talking to someone the other day and we were talking about just hard times and, and how it can seem like God has left you and, you know, you can feel like, God, where are you? In those seasons, what helps me is remembering the character of God. Mm-hmm. And if we say that God is good and if we sing he's a good, good father, no good father would purposely put their child and leave them in a painful situation that's not going to work out for their good. Mm. You know, and a lot of times if we're honest, when we're complaining, it's because we don't think of the character of God like we should. Mm-hmm. We make God out to be this villain that's really out to get us and we feel like because it's not working out our way like, you know, I'm stuck here. Where do I mm-hmm. go from here? You're not telling me. It's just kind of like how we get mad at Siri when she doesn't you know, mm-hmm. when it starts saying rerouting and mm-hmm. you're like, OK, but I have to make a turn now. Like you need to say right. something now. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we can treat God. Mm-hmm. But when we understand his character, like his character isn't out to harm us. It's really to do good to us. Absolutely. That really helps in those situations. Mm-hmm. And in those situations when we, you know, we need a right now answer or at least we think so. Sometimes we really don't. Right. Sometimes it's us getting ahead of God and God's like, I will supply you with what you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. When I know you need it, not when you think you need it, but when I know you need it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. I, I love that because I think, like I said, going back to balance, man, mm-hmm. um, I think that sometimes it's hard for people who've had those emotional encounters with God to begin to actually believe yeah. unless it's backed with scripture. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's why it's important to study your word yeah. and know the actual like meaning behind your word because that right there is what solidifies your faith yeah but even on the other end you can you you can read the scriptures and know and study the scriptures but if you've never had the grace of god and the mercy of god actually manifested in your life Mm -hmm. then you're going to be preaching stuff without mercy you're going to be preaching stuff without grace because you've never actually had to have it for yourself yeah but when you have balance yeah yeah oh man you know that there are certain things that you can explain and there's other things that you can be like, you're just going to understand. You just have to later. understand it. Yep. You just have to understand it. I want to I want to throw this in there, too, before I forget it. Um, there was a guy, there's an atheist, right, who was trying to disprove uh, the case for Christ, if you will. And so he used a pint glass as his example or his illustration as to why he could not believe God based on the evidence that we have. OK, he had maybe about two sips of, of some juice in this pint glass. And he said, this is the evidence uh, for the case for Christ. Right. Um, Which that could be that could be true for him. Right. But he was saying um, that's that's the evidence. Like, but what about all this space up here? And he said, some people see that evidence differently. And somebody said, no, that's just a confidence level. But the thing about that is there's always going to be room left in that pint glass, because what does it say is the only way we can please God? through faith. faith through faith so you're never going to have a pint glass full of evidence proving the case of christ because where would there where, where would the room for faith be god's never going to give you every single thing your, your life goal he's not going to put it out there because where would faith be where would faith fit 
And so there are certain places that God brings us, I believe, where he leaves space for faith. And so it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how, how gifted you are. God is going to always leave room for faith. And we have to remember that when he calls us to something. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we think that God's going to call us to something that we have perfected or that we are master in. He's the only master. And so oftentimes people ask about, like, how do you know when you found your purpose? I always tell people purpose is one of those things, at least in my life, that was always there that follows you. It's the thing that you can't get away from. Mm-hmm. But purpose is also the the biggest thing that's like what scares you the most, what causes you to get on your knees the most, mm-hmm. like what draws you closer to God the most. Like, where do you, what, what do you do that you need God to do? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. what is something that you can't do without God? That is really where God's going to, he's not going to call you to something that you don't need him for. Mm -hmm. He's not, you know? And so when we're in these situations, excuse, excuse me, when we're trying to figure out where do I go from here, it's important that we remember that there's a part of this that is God's responsibility mm-hmm. and see when you position yourself like that then you can get on your knees and give it back to God and say okay well you've put me here these are I've done what I know how to do and I have to lay this at your feet you remember that time when we first started uh, mm-hmm. KOC we were doing our first production and I'll never forget we could not figure out how to make this tomb this <laughs> this the tomb for the the, the stone the uh, stone the for the yeah for the thing and I'm gonna if you're watching on YouTube I'm gonna put some video right there that right there we couldn't figure out how to put that stone up there and i remember we went to lowe's austin and i and we tried to find these um <laughs> we, we got these like foam pits to try to these little foam pieces it's like pool noodles basically mm-hmm. they're black and we tried to make it ourselves and abe said i'll fix it but we couldn't you know abe was busy or whatever and we just wanted to figure it out we wanted the answer right now once mm-hmm. again god doesn't give you what you want when you want it he gives it to you when you need it long mm-hmm. story short we built something it was terrible thing couldn't even stand up and on the drive home i got so convicted because god was like didn't i tell you to lay this at your lay this at my feet didn't you lay this at my feet and i said yes and he said then why are you picking it back up Mm. and i take that lesson with me everywhere because a lot of times when we're stuck and we don't know where where to go there's a temptation to take control Mm -hmm. there's a temptation to get ahead of god like for instance when you're short of money i'm not saying that you shouldn't use common sense but you should always be acknowledging God for your steps. And mm-hmm. a lot of times we don't acknowledge God. We just do stuff mm-hmm. and we, we take control because we don't trust God mm-hmm. to drive. We're like, it's kind of like when a parent is showing a kid how to drive and they, they got their hand like right by the wheel, just in case, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, that's how we treat God mm-hmm. because I don't trust that you're going to navigate this thing the right way. So I have to have control mm-hmm. and God wants us to give up that control Yeah, and completely trust on him but when we don't know where to go next society says have an answer have a plan do all these things but god says trust me Mm -hmm. your plan is saying yes to me that's right that's your plan Mm -hmm. and that's not easy it's not it's not especially when um everything logical in front of you says opposite yeah like think about the red sea I was just going to say that. That's the crazy. Red Sea, <laughs> all things logic. And obviously we could be like, all right, the Red Sea, Moses is going to, because we read the story. Yeah, because you like, read the story. If somebody came here, <laughs> for those of us in the panhandle, and was like, meet me at the beach and this thing going to part. 
I know the story of Moses, and I still would not believe you. <laughs> <laughs> we, they had no form. There was he, Moses was Moses. Moses right. didn't have a Moses to read. The, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? So you can imagine the fear of stretch a stick over the water. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times what God will do will, will defy logic. Absolutely. I, I told somebody this the other day, but I said oftentimes um, logic is the enemy of faith. Yeah. Because in, in a, especially in a society where we worship the intellect, yeah, God is going to continue to bring his people to places where intellect has to be left on the shore. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're not going to go through what he's called you to go through. It's not the numbers aren't going to line up. It's going to feel like there's there's no way through this thing. And he says, that's where I come in. Yep. Because he is the God of miracles. Come on, shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> Get your tickets. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, and I like that, you know, logic is an enemy of faith. It truly is at times. Like I said, this isn't for you to take this message and rob it and go do something crazy without using common sense. Right. Like I said, acknowledge God first. In all your ways, acknowledge him and mm-hmm. he shall direct your path. But we don't acknowledge him and we still want him to direct the path that we didn't acknowledge him to get on. Right. But, you know, you know, for someone listening or watching, you know, you could be like, okay, but I'm seriously in this situation. I don't know what to do next. I truly empathize with you because I've been there. I mean, just came out of that situation last year, the end of last year with our last show or whatever. And all I can tell you is, you know, and this is a little bit that I'll, I'll, I'll say it in my strategy, but I do want to expound on it. Now, you have to get in an environment that can cultivate your faith. When you're in these situations, this is why godly community is so important. Mm-hmm. So having a conversation with someone who doesn't have a relationship with God is probably not the wisest thing to do in a season like this because mm-hmm. they're going to operate like the world operates, which tells you, go do this, jump out and do something. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the enemy wants to make you feel like you're lazy. He wants to make you feel like you're silly for just sitting still. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to torment you with the what are you going to do question. You know, mm-hmm. what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? And then you're tossing and turning and you're not getting any rest. But I dare you to just trust God. Mm-hmm. Do the last thing that he told you to do. That is really the answer for this. When you are in a situation and you you don't know what you're going to do, where do we go from here? Just keep doing the last thing that God told you to do. And I promise you he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. I love I love that, too, because um, in, in Exodus, it's so funny. Um they were all when they were all murmuring and everything mm-hmm. um <clears throat> the lord actually told moses he said why are you crying out to me he yeah. asked moses he said, why are you crying out to me get moving yeah like i've already told you to walk that was the only instruction walk yep and although they had to pause for a moment yeah he said instructions are coming mm. just just focus on what i told you to do instructions resources help uh a word whatever it is you need it's coming just stay focused. Don't look. And, and that's why it's so important not to always look back because it was, and I'm sure it was very like, you know, you hear some chariots and horses running after you, right. you know, you're going to look back. It's right. not like, Oh, but I think it's important not to focus on what's behind you. Yeah. You know, and continue to look ahead Yeah, because when you look back, what oftentimes ends up happening is you start thinking about what people would think. Yep. Um, what it would have been like if you didn't step out, you know, and then you get tempted to God. walk back in that direction and raise the white flag, um, you know, to your adversary. And uh, it, it's just so important to like focus on what's ahead. And, and in the face of so much doubt and skepticism, like mm-hmm. hold on to faith. 
like Mm -hmm. risk looking crazy to not like don't don't die not believing like if you're gonna die die believing die believing that god is gonna do what he said he's gonna do and um and you will see the rewards for it i i believe that 100 percent. you will see the reward of of keeping your faith that is so true i just want to slam this mic but it costs too much (laughs) money so i'm not going to do that (laughs) i just want to be like (laughs) just destroy everything no because it's true you know you said something about how you can worry about people and i'm sure you're watching and you can say like you know there's people around who are watching and can i just tell you take the pressure off because nine times out of ten people really aren't watching the way you think they are Mm -hmm. like you can sometimes you can go through stuff and you feel like they have read all your mail and they Mm -hmm. know exactly what you're going through and they're watching and most of them aren't really paying attention. You'll tell them what you're going through and they're like, wow, I didn't even know that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't even, you know, and even if you do have somebody who is wanting to know what you're going to do, tell them, trust God, mm-hmm. tell them, trust God. I, I'm going to trust God. Mm-hmm. The best thing that you can do in a situation where you don't know what to do is be a good representation of God. Yeah. Speak about him. Like, you know, he's good, mm-hmm. you know, really talk highly of him you can you can mention yeah i'm having this issue however god is good Mm -hmm. yeah this is a is a problem but however god is going to see me through god is going to come through because like i said earlier we have to talk like we know his character Mm -hmm. we have to talk you know how people say you know you shouldn't talk bad about your friends when they're not in the room Mm -hmm. well first of all god is always in the room but you should speak highly Mm -hmm. of him whether he's doing what you want him to do or not Mm -hmm. because when we understand his character it's like "Mm, no my god wouldn't leave me out to dry like this he hasn't shown up yet but he he's working somewhere i just can't see it he would not leave me out here without a way without an answer without the resource without the breakthrough like god is a good god and because of that i can stand here in my situation when i don't know what to do fully trusting that he's going to show up that's right that's right fully and, trusting and I, and i think man that even seg that begins to segue into answering the question yeah you know where do we go from here yeah back to where we always go to his feet it's funny how sometimes you're like I don't know where to go. Yeah. You can go all around and then it's like Mm -hmm. simple. Back to him. Back to him. Back to him. That's really good. Listen, Mm -hmm. guys, we would not be the huddle if we did not leave you guys with strategy. You might be listening to this episode and you say, all of this stuff sounds good, but how do I apply it? How do I walk this stuff out? And that's what we're here to do. Number one in strategy, of course, is always pray. I'm going to give you something specific to pray. Ask God for direction. If you pray this prayer and you don't hear anything, nine times out of ten, he's already given you the direction. And it's the last thing he told you to do. Just trust him. Trust him that he's going to show up and continue to be obedient. If you're serving in church, don't sit down because you have problems going on. Continue to show up. Continue to do the things that you know to do, trusting that he's going to show up. So pray and ask God for direction. If he doesn't give you that direction, it's something he told you to do already. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring that to your memory. And then you can also ask God for strength. God, give me the strength mm. to wait on you. And he'll do that. Amen. Uh, number two, I would say this is obviously these aren't points um, in and of themselves. This is all a part of point two. Yeah. But I'm going to say study, apply and believe. That's mm. all in part two. And um, go back and listen to those three types of knowledge propositional knowledge, procedural knowledge and explicit knowledge study apply and believe um that's really gonna that's really gonna just begin to shape your faith as a whole you're not gonna have a weak faith 
um, but you're also not going to have a faith that's without power or experience. Um, there are going to be things that you know about God, but there's also going to be things where you just have to, like you said, trust his character for. And until you have actually believed God and see him come through for you, you're never going to actually trust his character, no matter how much you read about it. So study, apply and then believe. Oh, that's really good. Number three, this is another interesting thing. I'd say check the boat and check the room. Check the boat. Make sure you're not in a storm because someone is along the ride that should not be. This is not a cut them off message. This is just <laughs> examining, examine the boat. Make sure that you have the right circle around you. I'm telling you, a lot of times, most of us aren't crossing over because we're trying to take somebody with us that's not supposed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, check the room because if you read in the scriptures in um, Matthew Annis and John, I believe, uh, when mm-hmm. Jesus was raising damsel from the dead, he kicked the non-believers out first. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we are on an assignment, especially from God, one thing about God is he does not explain it to everybody. A lot of mm-hmm. times he gives you the word. You have to have the people around you who can believe and stand in faith, even though they have not heard what God told you. Mm-hmm. But they can trust your character enough to say that I know you You have a relationship with Christ. And even though this looks crazy, I'm going to stand here in faith. But you really got to check the room. Make sure that you're not talking to someone who like i said is not in their faith and they could be people who go to church but sometimes you have to have seasons where you have to be um very careful about who you're speaking to in these Mm -hmm. seasons when you're seeking direction i believe that jesus showed us in that in that um healing and that miracle of putting people out the room is that you guys don't believe it's not that you're a bad person but i can't have you in the room right now because there's something that the lord wants to do and you're hindering it and when you're in a situation where you don't know what to do it's hard enough to keep your faith Mm -hmm. so no one has time to have faith for you and somebody else around you like Mm -hmm. (laughs) if anything the people around me need to help build my faith at this moment Mm -hmm. i don't have enough faith to that's a message right there (laughs) i don't have enough faith for me and you Mm -hmm. sometimes i got just barely enough for me so you have to check the room in those situations yeah Uh, Last thing I'll say is just to really tie it all back together. Um, When you're asking the question, where do I go from here? Go back to the feet of Jesus. Yeah, that's pray. Yeah, pray. You can read the word, but always make sure you're spending time with him. Don't know about him and not know him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of prayer, that is the last of strategy, unless you have something else, bro. That's it. Okay. listen, before we go, I do want to pray with you because I can understand how stressful that season can be so enough talking let's 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 talk to the lord lord we thank you once again for this episode we thank you for the huddle we're grateful for the topic that you placed on our heart god i'm asking that this not just be a random topic lord but let this go into the hearts and the minds of those who are hungry for you who are searching for direction god do for them what you did for me lord god keep their faith strong god we're asking that you would surround them and insulate them with people who are strong in their faith who can help them and point them to your word and who can lead them and help them and go into your presence in worship god we're thanking you in advance that they will not quit that they will not turn back but they will go and press toward the mark and go after everything that you've called them to lord when they're sleeping at night and the enemy is trying to torment them with thoughts of what will they do help their answer to be trust you help their answer to be to stand and we will be careful to give your name the glory the praise and all of the honor in jesus name Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the huddle. We love you here. Listen, don't just listen to this episode. If this is speaking to you, go back. We have a whole catalog of, of episodes. As we were talking, I was thinking of some stuff like help is on the way. I think you and your mm-hmm. mom did that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we have plenty of episodes that talk about trusting. We were talking about it before we recorded season two, episode one. We had Pastor Jeff on and he was talking and he said something so profound. He said, you can't fail 
if you don't quit. And he says it all the time. So go back, look at these resources, continue to surround yourself with worship music and, and the word of God. Apply and read the word of God. Read the word yes. of God. Do not just worship. Read the word of God. That is the only thing that's going to sustain you, especially when you're looking for direction. But until next time, God bless you. Also, be sure to check out Brain Fuel. Once again, we're producing that. And until next time, we'll see you later. This production is brought to you by Kingdom Over Castles, tearing down the walls of separation through the arts.